Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Bonnie Marcus. Bonnie's extensive business background includes serving as CEO of a service master company, VP of sales at Medical Staffing Network and other national companies. A popular keynote speaker, Bonnie is the author of The Politics of Promotion and Bonnie's latest book, Not Done Yet. She is an executive coach author, podcaster, and international speaker with a passion for helping professional women gain the visibility and credibility they need to have a fulfilling career. Bonnie works with high achieving women in corporate settings who want to move up and assume leadership positions. Welcome, Bonnie. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm glad and I'm so happy to have you because your your message is so similar to mine, but yours is open to all ages where I kind of put mine to boomers. But it's the same thing because boomers also want to we're high achieving and some of us want to keep going, even though we're so-called retired, we're starting new ventures. So very, very similar. Very similar. Um, My latest book, Not Done Yet, Mm -hmm. is How Women Over 50 gain confidence and claim their workplace power. And since I've written that book, I focused a lot of my time and energy doing research on gendered ageism and how that affects women in in the workplace. Yes. And it really does. It's funny because when I was 30, I was working for the post office at the time and I volunteered at my church with a group of 50 plusers who were looking for jobs. So I'm sure when I walked in the room, they thought, look at her. She's 30 years old. What is she? And I didn't really know anything about how hard it was to find a job after 50. I mean, they would tell me, but it doesn't register until you're over 50. And then you're like, oh my gosh, it really is very difficult. So I was there to kind of help them write the resumes and help point them in the right direction. But I'm sure they just looked at me and thought, oh my God, what what is she thinking? (laughs) And I always looked way younger than I was. So when I was 30, I probably looked 20. Yeah, it was really funny. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But hey, I did help some of them. I did my best. I was a volunteer position. So I did what I could, but it was very interesting. Um, And now it's really come full circle that I really realize at this point, how difficult it is. It's difficult for men and women, but always more difficult for women. Well, what the research shows is that women faced um, the combination of gender bias and ageism earlier than men. It's not like they don't face ageism, right. but because of our society's emphasis on looks and youth, um, women really have much many more experiences with uh, gendered ageism than men do around 40, 50, 60. And there's always the thing that, you know, men, it looks like, you know, they age well and, and, And as soon as women show the first little wrinkle, they're viewed as not only too old, but but less competent. I mean, research shows they're at, you know, as you show signs of aging, you're viewed as less capable. Isn't that ridiculous? It's so ridiculous. And, you know, just to bring that to the forefront, we just had, I live in the Philadelphia area. So channel three is a big station. We just had one of our main um, guys on channel three 
retire after like 45 years, I think, in the business. He was like, I think close to 70. He's had white hair forever. And they made this big, huge deal that he's retiring, blah, blah, blah. They have forced out many, many women before that. They Mm -hmm. would come out and speak about it. As soon as they had one gray hair, they were out. His hair was gray for at least the last 10 or 15 years. And it was just like, oh, how wonderful. We trust him. He's wonderful. He's trustworthy. What about the women? It's and there's no women that has made it that long in any of the channels in the Philadelphia. None. This is ridiculous. So yeah, that's a yeah. huge example of it, what the, it and definitely and shows that. I mean, throughout our careers, we're dealing with an unlevel playing field. Absolutely. And we we're know that. paid equal and all that. But yep. it just increases as we age. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, that's one of the reasons I've kind of been self-employed my entire life. I've worked for companies off and on for short periods of time. Like I was at the post office for a year and a half, hated it, left. Uh, I worked for ADP doing payroll for about another three years. I think I lasted three or four years there because my kids were young. I I needed the health insurance because my husband and I were both self-employed. So I stayed. So I was there for a while, but everything else, I was always self-employed. Then I went into real estate and I went into real estate at 55 years old. That's really late, but you know, I've always wanted to do it. So I figured I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, I'm still technically working until I move, but I'm 72 now. So, you know, I work from 55 to 72. A lot of realtors work longer than that. I just love podcasting. So I'm making the transition. And I started my podcast when I was 70, knowing that I wanted to transition out of real estate and do something else. And I'm loving every minute of podcasting. So I can't wait till I have more time. Yeah. And um, I do a weekly show as well, and it's so inspiring. Um, mine is badass women at any age. Right. But to hear the stories of women um, and their personal journeys to where they are now in their lives. I mean, we look at women who've written books or, you know, they've been in movies or they've achieved a lot of great things. Right. But we don't know how, how they got there. We don't know what the story is behind the story. Right. And so um, I love meeting these women and connecting with these women. It's very inspiring. Me too. So now on that note, usually that's the first question you ask people on your podcast. What has been your personal journey and how did you arrive there? So why don't you share that with my audience? What was your journey and how did you arrive there? Wow. Well, you yeah. No, it's a long journey. <laughs> um, I um, basically was a kindergarten teacher. Oh. Um, I mean, without going back to when I was four and wanted to be a ballerina. Right. But um, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I went to college. I was pre-med and then I did, decided I didn't want to be pre-med and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I decided, well, um, why don't you can always be a teacher, right? Because right. especially at 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 our age. Oh, the teachers and nurses. That's what was expected. And so um, I was a teacher and I was married, you know, in my early twenties, had two kids and um, the marriage didn't work out. And I got a divorce when I was 34 Mm -hmm. and I had two little kids and kindergarten wasn't doing it. Mm-mm. So um, I answered an ad in the paper for a medical secretary. And I, I thought, this is great. Nine <laughs> to five, 
you know, I'll be able to be there for my kids after school. And, and, and they turned me down oh. and they said, we're going to train you and then you're going to leave and you know, all this stuff. But two weeks later, Terry, they called me and they said, we're starting this joint venture with a healthcare management company hmm. um, to start a cardiac rehab center, 30 docs. Um, and the healthcare management company is looking for administrator. And wow. would you like to interview now? <laughs> talk about a leap. I mean, I was just divorced. I don't think I knew how to even balance my checkbook. Right. Oh my gosh. Um, two little kids. I went for the interview and, um, I was teaching aerobics at the time. And I said, you know, cardiac fitness. Well, anyway, they gave me the job. I have no idea why, but they gave me the job. They uh -huh. trained me. And then in a year and a half, I was running 11 centers for them. 11. So wow. that was my entree into business. People say, oh, you made it to the C-suite. You must have gone to business school. Then, no. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. Um, I learned business on the job mm -hmm. and navigated my way um, to the to the top of a company. Um, and then I left in 2007 to start my own business, um, which was called Women's Success Coaching at the time. Mm -hmm. And after seeing the way women were treated in corporate America, um, I realized that my mission was to help women get more visibility and credibility because you know what? We don't know how to promote ourselves. We don't. No, our comfort so zone true. is yes. staying inside. Right. My daughter, who's in her mid forties already, every time she goes up for review, we have to tell her, you need to ask for a bigger raise. You are not earning enough. You are giving them your life. She has no kids. She's there early in the morning, late at night. If they need her to work on weekends, she's working on weekends. We're like, you need to ask for more. And she's always so afraid. Well, my one daughter, my other daughter coached her for an entire day. So she did, she got it down pat and she got a huge I mean like a huge raise like she never thought she could because she stood her ground she was definitely worth it but for years she hadn't been promoting herself didn't ask for the raises she deserved so if you don't ask you're not going to get and this is the typical female typical so now so she's in her late I 40s was, and I not said, okay enough. this is what I'm going to do I'm going to coach women great to to um, own their value, yes. to own their worth, understand yes. how to stand up for themselves. So right. I started that coaching practice in 2007. In, um, in 2015, I wrote my first book, The Politics of Promotion, about how to really navigate through office politics and, um, you know, just understand uh, what it takes to get ahead as a woman. Right. Because it's not just being good. There's just so many other things that, yeah, it is politics. So, and it's not just doing the hard work. No, you know, that's our comfort level is we go to work and we work really hard and we think somebody's going to come along one no. day and say, yeah. Oh, you're going to be VP. No, no it's not how it works. <laughs> so anyway, politics of promotion, how high achieving women get ahead and stay ahead with my first book. Wow. And then as a coach, um, I did have a client who was a 58 year old 
female attorney at a large tech firm mm-hmm. who all of a sudden realized she was being sidelined and she wasn't getting the assignments and uh, her boss wasn't inviting her to key meetings anymore. And I was like, now I wasn't in corporate at the time. Mm-hmm. I had my own business, but I was like, something's going on. She can't Abs- be. Yeah. So that's when I started to focus my work more on women, 50 plus women who were being marginalized, yep. who were being sidelined um, because they started to show visible signs of aging. Right. Which is not the whole yeah. unfair, uh, the whole thing just. So yeah. I ended up doing a lot of interviews, doing a lot of research. And the mm-hmm. result was um, not done yet. Yeah. Uh, women over 50 regain their confidence and claim re- workplace power. And um, and along with that, I started the Badass Podcast. Which and you know, what I have learned about my own uh, my own journey is that over time, though, I have taken different leaps, Terry, certainly going in for that initial interview. Yes. Yeah. Um, that I become more of a badass every day. Yep. <laughs> much more comfortable in my skin, much more um, aware of the value that I bring, not only to my clients, but, you know, to my family, to my friends. And it's about time. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Um, I hope <laughs> that women of all ages and men to listen to the podcast to know you don't have to wait. No, you're 50, 60, 70. No, you, you own don't. your power. No, you don't. But again, I waited till 70 to do my podcast, which is something that I love. And I probably been waiting my whole life to do. So it took me that long. Again, your confidence builds. And I love doing real estate. I love helping people find their first home or their dream home or whatever. But then at a certain point, you know, you do it and it's done. I need it more. I wanted a bigger audience. So the podcast is that, you know, I'm sure your podcast is international as well. Mine is, and it's wonderful that you can reach people in other countries yeah, all I mean, over mine the world is um last week i che- yesterday i checked it's like in the top three percent globally wow that's wonderful that's really wonderful yep i'm up there i don't but know if i'm in the top three but but it is up there but yeah isn't that great so we are we are stepping into our power it took me more to my 70s to really step in to my real power i knew it was there but you know i think my voice and has always been my real power like even in the office in real estate i was always helping the other realtors sharing with them you should do this you should so it was always my voice so but now it's doing the podcast and i'm i love interviewing all these boomers again who are doing incredible things isn't it great interviewing it is. yeah Oh, yeah. It's an immediate high. I mean, I could be dog tired when it's time to do a a recording. And the minute that mic's turned on, the energy comes and I'm just so enthusiastic and I just love it. It is. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real passion. It's it's really great to connect with people and hear their stories. Yes. And um, and learn from them and, and, you know, the lessons they've learned and how they've overcome their challenges. Yes. It's just, you know, it's it, it's not only inspiring, but it's educational. 
Absolutely. And I interview a lot of authors and we'll talk about, well, what made you want to write the book? And then how did you get started and how difficult was it? And they'll talk about, you know, how they went online and they Googled it and maybe they took a course with someone and then they had to learn how to market their book. They went online for that. And you can do all of that today. Now, that's something our parents and grandparents didn't have. It was much harder to do the research back then. But now anything you want to do, you can Google. There's somebody teaching a course about it. You can learn to do anything and then just try it. Find a mentor or Or a mentor. Absolutely. I think you need both. So you do your initial coursework and then you need a mentor to help hold your hand a little bit in the beginning, because there are a lot of things you're just not going to know how to do. So absolutely. And again, there's a ton of mentors out there and there's someone for everyone. Like you're not, you're not going to maybe appeal to everyone. I don't appeal to everyone, but there's mentors out there for anybody with any kind of an idea that they want to do. So just find someone that resonates with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, um, you, you finally are owning the power of your age. I love that you said that own the power of your age. I think that's great advice, no matter what I, and again, I think you're trying to get younger women to do that, which is wonderful because the sooner you own your power, the better, and then it will go with you the rest of your life. So what kind of advice do you give young women to help own their power? Well, um, I think the biggest advice I do is um, to help them understand what their value proposition is. In Uh other words, how their work contributes to positive business outcomes. Mm -hmm. And when you know that, it's it's much easier to um, talk about your accomplishments and talk about your work and how it benefits the organization. Right. A lot of women have trouble promoting themselves at any age. Yep. Um, as we as we talked about before, um, because they feel it's bragging, you know. So yep. I will shift it to, hey, you know, Terry, um, what you bring to the table is X, Y, Z, and that helps your organization reach its objectives. So it's not all about. I'm great. No, you need to pay me more and all this kind of stuff. It's how yes. it's connecting the work. And so that is very, very powerful um, and leads to more of an authentic kind of self-promotion than, yes. than say an elevator pitch, which, which I hate. Yes. And you can't just go in and say, I'm worth more money. Well, show me how, like, you know, give me instances. So really all year, you should keep a journal, right? Don't assume that everybody knows. Right. They don't. Right. Right. You know, you assume that, look what I did on that project or look at, I brought in that new client or look, not only do people, they're not aware because they're so busy doing their own thing. Right. Um, You know, they can't keep track of of, of what you're doing. So then it's your responsibility. Yes. To yes. let them know. Right. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I will advise my clients is to do like a weekly status report mm. where they keep track of everything they're doing every week and what they've accomplished. Right. So there's something written and they send that to their boss or that's the agenda for their weekly meeting, but it's in writing. Yes. 
And otherwise you even forget what you've accomplished. You totally forget. You don't think it's that much. If you do that every week, you look back and go, oh my gosh, look what I did for the company. You know, because yeah. it's all right there. So it really is important to write it down on a daily or a weekly basis and keep it in the Absolutely. forefront. Yep. And I think you also tell people to get out of their comfort zone. So what things can people do to kind of get out of that comfort zone? Well, I think um, we need to really look at the ways that we ourselves hold ourselves back. So, I mean, there are two different types of challenges that we face mm-hmm. from the outside, external challenges, and then the internal ones, which are probably the most powerful. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, it's really important to look at some of the ways we give our power away, some of the ways we hold ourselves back and sabotage ourselves. Um, and then reframe it so that we are um, so that we are empowered to take a leap to get out of our comfort zone. You know, if, if you look at well, okay, so I'm keeping myself small. This is this is my my comfort zone. Well, how does that benefit you in the long run? <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what is your goal? And if you stay small or stay in that comfort zone, will you be able to reach that goal? And, it, you know, that's not just about business. It's about life. Absolutely. Absolutely. What you want for yourself in, in your life and how does keeping yourself small and keeping yourself in that comfort zone. Right. Um, prevent you from, from reaching what you say you want. So if you only got one life. That's right. That's it. One life. And, some, and if not people, now, when are you going to do it? Exactly. And it's so, shorter for some people than others. I mean, I'm lucky. I'm 72, loving it. I'm hoping to live till 90, but, you know, I'm going to take advantage of every day because you just every don't day. know. Yep. I interviewed a man with stage four cancer. His name was also Terry. And he was doing like four or five podcasts today because he was trying to inspire people to just keep living until there's no life left. Don't give up. Keep, be positive. And his wife was trying to tell him you're doing too many podcasts, blah, blah. And he's and I said to him and he said it, too. I think it's keeping me alive. It gives me a reason to live. Say. Absolutely. So right. He, Just similar to what you were talking about, about your podcast, how yes. you come alive when you do the podcast. So do. The I adrenaline. think it's wonderful yeah. that he's doing that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So, so he's still alive. I inter- interviewed him over a year ago and he was stage four and he's still alive today. I guess he's still doing all those podcasts. So You know, you have to kind of force yourself sometimes, you know, I don't feel like it every day, but I force myself to do the work, do the research, get everything ready. But then when I'm recording, it's just, I'm loving every minute of it. So I don't always, I like the research most of the time, but it's still, when you have other things to do, you're thinking, oh, I should be doing this. I should, but no, I love my podcast. So I do my research. And then when I get on to record every minute, it's just so enjoyable. I'm just loving it constantly. Yeah, so, and you can tell that you love it. Yeah. It comes yeah. Across. yeah. Another thing I want to say is words are things that's so important. Like 
the way we talk to ourselves in our head. Like women tend to downplay everything they do. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. We say things like that to ourselves and, oh, it was nothing. You know, we just did a big, oh, it was not. We shouldn't be saying that even to ourselves because we're talking to our unconscious and that's help holding us back too. We need to use more power. Those are the internal barriers I was talking about. Yes. And in, in my book, I talk about how, we have internalized a lot of the ages, stereotypes, and beliefs. And then those hold us back like, oh, I'm too old to travel to here, there, or wherever. Right. Or I'm too old to get promoted. Right. Or, you know, um, I, you know, I, I no longer look 30. So how am I going to find another partner? Or, you know, right. I mean, it's, just this narrative in our head. Yes, it's terrible. Yep. So we need to challenge those beliefs. Yep. Um, because they really, really hold us back. They do hold us back. Absolutely. So we need to learn new power words and repeat them over and over so that when those old ideas come into our head, we just go, oh, please. Because today, like 72 today is way younger than when my my mother was, well, my mother didn't even make 72. She died at 66, but we can do so much more. And we're younger at this age, because if you want to be healthier, you can, you can eat better, you can exercise, you can keep yourself a lot healthier than our parents and our grandparents could. So we can do so much more. And even if you're in the workforce, you might want to work till age 70, you know, 60 and 65. That's when, you know, that was for like 20 years ago when people were only living to 65 or 70. And people can't afford to retire anymore. They really can't. They really can't. You know, so, I mean, you need to, whatever savings you have, if you're living longer, you need to make sure it lasts. And that's why it's nice to have a little, um, a little side job, a little side I hustle did. as you age, yep. like the podcast. I, I'm not monetizing my podcast yet, but I will when I get to Florida. Um, so I'll be able to make a little bit of money from that and, you know, write a book. Now, most authors don't make any money, but you could be one of the ones that does. So, you know, if you've always wanted to write one, well, then write it because you never know. Um, but there's lots of little side hustles where you can earn a little bit of extra money while you're still healthy. You want to keep moving and doing stuff while you're still healthy, because when you're 85 and 90, maybe you won't be able to do it as well. But today you can. So live for today, right? Absolutely. If Absolutely. not now, when? <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's so true. Well, this has been great. I've had a really good time talking to you. Tell my audience where they can get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more. Uh, my website is bonniemarcusleadership.com. Okay. And they can reach me through the website or Bonnie at Bonnie Marcus Leadership. Um, my podcast is available on all platforms and it's Badass Women. Love it. Um, at any age. Yep. Yeah. My book, both my books you can find out about on my website. They're also um, on Amazon and most, most any bookstore. Book yeah. Most bookstores. Yeah. Yeah. So I encourage you um, go out and get those books. And if you're still in the workforce, you might need Bonnie as your coach because coaches can really help you a lot. Like I said, my one daughter who is doing life coaching coached my other daughter to get 
a bigger raise because we all knew she was underpaid and wasn't promoting herself. So it was a lot of coaching. She worked the day before my daughter's review. They went over everything all day. They had spreadsheets all like, this is what I've done for you. But, and she practiced it with her. They did it back and forth because she wasn't used to doing that. And it was foreign to her. So they just practiced all day long. So when she had the review, she was spot on. She knew what to say. She was able to prove her work to the the company and they took it to heart and they gave her the biggest raise ever. And, you know, we sometimes need help with that. So if you're looking for a coach that can help you, please don't be, call afraid, to, don't be afraid to ask for help. That's don't, yes. Don't be afraid because we all need help at different times of our we lives. All need so, help. Yeah. And if, and as women, we want to help other women. Like that's one of the big reasons I started the podcast to help boomers. And in the beginning, it was mostly all women. Then I got a lot of men jumping in. Can I be on the podcast? I'm like, sure. So yeah, I saw that you uh, several of your last guests were. were yeah, men. A there's a them. lot of men now. But in the beginning, it was a lot of women because, you know, I just relate to women and I want to help women a lot. But I want to help any boomer that is out there. And and a lot of my interviews are people who are coaching. So I'm putting that out there for other boomers who are looking for a coach. Um, these are some really good people that I've interviewed and I know that they're really good. So, you know, if you need a coach, get it. And that again, as boomers, we're not used to having someone coach us. We didn't think it was necessary. We thought athletes have coaches and, you know, mentors and all that, but we don't really need that, but we do. We really, yeah. we're finding that out. So that is the message in a lot of my podcasts that if you need help, you need a mentor, you need a coach, go out and find it. Don't be afraid to spend a little money to get the help because in the long run, it An all comes back in yourself. Yep. Pays for itself. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Bonnie. It's been great. I've loved it. You are now officially a kick-ass boomer and a badass. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. It's been fun today.